whether you are in a marriage, a relationship, or you hope to one day have either of those things, today's episode is for you. I have, and I can confidently say this, my favorite guest of all time on today's episode. This is going to be part one of a two-part series that we're doing, and I'm so excited for you to get to meet my wife and get to know her a little better. She is amazing. Without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. Well, well, well. Today is a very special episode because I have here the most glorious, let's see, what other words could I use to describe my guest I have beside me? Uh, Beautiful, lovely, light-filled, adventurous, caring, kind, nurturing. Oh my goodness, it is the one, the only, Aubrey Hooper! Oh, thank you! I love you! So, we are going to have a lovely little conversation today. I just pulled her in and I didn't really tell her we were doing this beforehand. So I'm just getting her authentic thoughts. Before we dive in, I just want to say to everyone listening right now that I might be the host of the Happiness Playbook, but of all the people I've ever come across in my life, my wife, Aubrea, is one of the foremost experts on play theory and especially in marriage. And it is such an honor to be married to someone who understands these principles and who just lives them every day. And especially as a spouse, being married to someone who just gets play theory in a marriage setting is just a huge blessing. And I'm just so grateful to have her and to have her on the show and to get to share her with you all. Well, you are the one that introduced me to play theory and you are the one that taught me about these principles and you have embodied them. So thank you sharing them with me. I didn't have to do a lot of teaching because you were already, you just didn't know what the principles were called, but you loved them. So anyway, gush sesh over for now. (laughs) There'll be more of that, I promise. But anyway, I'm just so excited to have you here. Love, introduce yourself to everybody. You're my better half, but I think people want to know a little bit about you. So what do you want to share? Oh, goodness. Yeah, my name is Aubrea. I am originally from Utah. I come from a a fairly big family. I was the baby of the family, and I was absolutely spoiled. But I tried not to act spoiled. There's a difference between being spoiled and acting spoiled. Um, so I, I got to interject here. They spoiled you, but you are not spoiled. Is that fair to say? Yes. <laughs> Is get, that what I said? What? No, no, you said you, you were spoiled. And I said, yes, they spoiled you, but you are not inherently spoiled. She is not your typical baby spoiled of the family. I just wanted to interject that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes, I hated the outdoors growing up, but was converted when I met Neil And now I love them. Can't get enough of them. Neil really awakened an adventurous side of me into my heart that was deep asleep before meeting him. I love pretty much crafting, creating, cooking, 
anything. Just those kind of things make me really happy. I love just creating. I love hanging out with our kiddos. I'm so grateful to be a mom and homeschooling our kids and just living a dream life. I love it. I love you. And we really could share so many angles. You could dive into so many different aspects because parenthood is a huge part, obviously, of our lives. And play (laughs) theory has come through and saved us in so many situations with that as well. So although we're focusing on marriage today, and maybe we can chat both and then just release them as separate episodes. So we'll see. But, But we'll get to the marriage stuff and then go from there. But I got to interject as well. Aurea really is, she's a nurturer at heart. And I think all of the play theory principles are very evident in her day-to-day, how she just carries herself. But looking outward and nurturing others is one of her superpowers. And so I'm excited to talk about that. But the format uh, for today's episode is we're just going to go through each principle. We're going to talk marriage, obviously that perspective and how play theory has blessed our marriage. And we give the disclosure up front that we are not perfect at applying these principles in our marriage. We are far from perfect. But when we have applied these principles in our marriage, it has made all the difference. And so I just wanted to, to get her on here. I thought this would be a fun format to do a deep dive into play theory and marriage. Marriage is such an interesting situation when you think <laughs> about it, because you find somebody and you say, hey, this is my human now. We're never leaving each other and we're gonna- Going to fuse our lives together <laughs> and try and become one. In every way. And yeah. when you think about, obviously it's such a beautiful experience, but it, there's also a lot of growth that needs to take place and a lot of a lot of giving that needs to take place through that marriage. And I often describe play theory as, or applied improv as, it's like stage improv where people come together to create something out of nothing. And I think marriage is very much like <laughs> theater improv where you're coming together and you're creating so many things just out of what you're bringing to the table. It's not nothing necessarily, mm-hmm. but it really is so applicable in marriage because you have to work together or it doesn't work out. And anyway, any other thoughts about just marriage in general before we dive into the principles? Yeah, I think, well, it's a messy process. You're, it's, you're trying to create this work of art together and I'm bringing to this art piece, everything I gained and learned and experienced growing up. And you brought everything that you gained and learned and experienced growing up and you're coming together and you're trying to create something beautiful out of some beautiful things and some very ugly things. And yeah, it can be a beautiful experience, but I would say, I think everyone needs help. Everyone needs a a framework. Everyone needs something they can follow because I wouldn't say success in marriage is just natural. No. (laughs) I think what's natural is to just be selfish and think about yourself and make yourself comfy and happy. I think that's what's natural. I think having something you can follow is really helpful. And I love what you're saying because we say on the happiness playbook every episode that happiness is a skill. Marriage is a skill. It's a skill. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not practicing and you're not 
doing your part to try mm-hmm. to level up. It's just not going to work. Yes. And there are so many frameworks, like you said, there's mm-hmm. so many principles that you can use. Play theory is just one bag of tools, but it is a very powerful bag of tools yes. and it's a great foundation to build on. Yes. We know, and again, just up front, we're not perfect at this, but we know from personal experience that if you as a married person, or if you're not married, don't tune out because these things apply to any relationship, <laughs> dating especially. Yes. And eventually, if you hope to be married, then you should be really paying attention. Yeah. Just those uh, those little disclosures up front. Any other things before we dive in that you want to? Oh, we're not marriage therapists, but like he said, these are... I, I don't think you'll go wrong applying these <laughs> these things. <laughs> yeah, we're not therapists, but we hang out with therapists, don't Yeah, that's we? true. We do <laughs> hang out with therapists quite a bit. But. Tony Overbay is a dear friend of ours, and he actually just launched not too long ago. A marriage course, which we took, which was so good. An amazing course. Plug for him. Yeah. Magnetic mag- Marriage. It was a great course. Very. We will definitely put a link in the show notes um, for you if you're interested, because that is another very that's advanced level. Yeah, we was, could do a long plug for this but it yeah. is very big <laughs> <laughs> we hang out with therapists we're cool tony overbay name drop anybody else we can name drop uh, that makes us cool i can't think of any right now darn it can you no uh, that's all i got <laughs> okay anyway okay well let's start okay. with be present be present how does be present bless our marriage well we used it this morning we use it all the time. We use it all the time. <laughs> Anytime we're feeling off, off at all, yes. we always come back to that. Okay. Our, let's get present. Let's get present. <laughs> we're either dwelling in the past or future tripping right now, neither of which are ever helpful. So let's get present. Let's talk about future tripping because yes. I feel like that is something that we that usually derails us mm-hmm. and that's really helpful to address with be present up front. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other marriages could probably relate. So tell us what future tripping is and why it's harmful for a marriage. So when you're future tripping, you believe that you're, what's that, like a fortune teller, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I can see the future. I know exactly what's going to happen. And this thing, this bad thing, this catastrophic thing is certainly going to happen. And you're living in your present as if that future possibility is fact, when it's not and in fact usually will not become reality i i love this idea of the stories we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. because it's rarely the situation we're in that's Mm -hmm. causing us anxiety and stress yes but almost always the story we're telling ourselves about the situation Mm -hmm. and yeah you said just this morning we used be present to reground and Mm -hmm. we were future tripping we both were and it was because something had happened that triggered some emotion or trauma from a past um, experience that we had Mm -hmm. gone through or and had to work through and it was in that moment it wasn't even it wasn't even bad what happened it wasn't it wasn't even that anything happened but like in in life in marriage whether it's your parents or your siblings or your spouse or whoever you have history together and so it's easy to think things about the future based on the past but the past is the past yeah and the future is the future and right now is the present where your only opportunity to do good and to fix things and to change things exists in the now 
And so if you're allowing yourself to get out of the present, you have no power to either heal the past or guide the future in a positive direction. And as long as you are future tripping, you're not going to be able to resolve anything. And again, those stories that you're telling yourself and just feeding that anxiety and that dread about the future, it's not going to help. And it's so important. And that's why be present is first. And I would say in our marriage, that's usually the first thing you need to address too is being present. Because until you do that, as long as you're future tripping, you're being this... um, pessimistic fortune teller (laughs) and basing all of your current decisions and actions on that dreaded future that you have envisioned, then it's a non-starter. And that's why it's so important to address being present. So what are some ways that we can be present in marriage? I think you've talked about this on previous episodes. For me, just grounding in a physical sense is always helpful. Either just listening to sounds just using my eyes and just paying attention to what I physically see in that moment or just repeating some sort of thought of I am here right now like life is right now just something that can remind you like oh yeah right here is where we're at and and actually before we go further down that road another huge and very important part of being present in marriage is just not being distracted in general. Yes. And technology, we always talk about technology and how it can prevent us from being in the moment. But in a marriage, that is especially important. Mm -hmm. And your cell phone, if your spouse feels less attractive than your phone, there's a major problem going on. Did I say that? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Like you, you want to be more attractive than your spouse's phone. That's actually a line I got from the Magnetic Marriage Program. <laughs> Another plug. Anyway, we'll probably cut that out. But yeah, it's so important to just be present with your spouse because it doesn't matter. I think a lot of times, and I'll speak from a man's perspective, when you're physically present, you almost feel like you're logging in that coveted family time. Like you work a lot and then you feel like you need to be with your family. And when you're physically present, it's easy to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm here with my family. But if you're not mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. present, it doesn't count. Yeah. And in some cases, it's even worse because if you're on your phone and you're being bothered by your children or your spouse, that's not the energy you want to, to bring to the marriage anyway. So I just wanted to highlight that. I feel like we can't talk about be present in marriage without addressing that kind of holistic, like you just have to be yeah. emotionally available. Yes. yes. So anyway, so I love what you were saying about grounding in the moment. As a married couple, something we've done actually to get present Mm. together is swaying. Yes. And that is so good. And it's so powerful. We learned that at another marriage course thing we took from Kirk Duncan, I believe was his name. Yeah. Kirk Duncan um, has an amazing program, a seminar that we went to. Mm -hmm. And he introduced this concept to us about swaying. And really all you're doing is just... Yeah, explain it to us. You're basically just dancing. You're just you're just rocking back and forth, holding each other. You can turn on a song if you want. Lots of times we don't turn on a song. We just hold each other and sway back and forth and just breathe and just make sure we're present together. There's a lot of like psychological stuff about left side and right side of your body. And when you're engaging both sides of your body in a rhythmic way, I don't know the therapeutic words for this but I remember hearing about this that just 
made me sound so un... What's the word? Well... Unugly. <laughs> we'll cut that section. No, out. we're leaving that in for sure. But... Anyway, it just... It brings your energy together. Like, without getting very scientific or technical yes. about it, you sway. And I think it's important that you don't talk while you're doing it. You're just being present with mm-hmm. each other. You're just swaying. You're not trying to resolve anything. You're just connecting. And it's crazy powerful. Mm-hmm. Like... When if you're feeling distracted or if you're like you're future tripping or whatever, if you just sway just for a minute, you can mm-hmm. set a timer one minute. That will make such a big difference. You'll be able to feel it after one minute of swaying. You can't help but feel that connection and kind of that emotional bond, mm-hmm. and it's really neat. So that's one way to be present. I think another just uh, note on be present in marriage is on date night or at the dinner table. It is mm-hmm. so nice. And it, it'll be really hard initially, but just to leave your phone in another room. Mm-hmm. And we try really hard to not have our phones on date night and at the dinner table. And it makes such a difference. Yeah. Anyway, we could go on and on. We don't want this to be a four-part podcast. <laughs> so maybe it will be. I don't know. But anyway, be present. That is the foundation upon which a healthy marriage can flourish is one one foundation that it can flourish mm-hmm. on is being present emotionally and otherwise. So that's be present in marriage. What about let go and play? <laughs> this is a really important one. This is a really good one. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Why is let go and play important in a marriage? I think it's easy to feel like problems are bigger than they are or to feel like a problem is nearly insurmountable or it's easy for life to feel heavy. And I think we've all felt that at different times. I think a lot of people felt that during the pandemic of just trying to solve the issues that were arising in their family that just were a natural result of the pandemic and things. But when you let go and play, it unlocks the creative part of your brain, which is what you want when you're trying to problem solve anyway. When you're in that stressed fight or flight mode, your brain doesn't think creatively. It thinks like survival skills. So you're going to be trying to protect yourself. You're going to be trying to get away or stay silent or fight or with your spouse or whatever. But when you can let go and play, instead what you're doing is you're allowing your mind to relax and say, okay, there's a solution to this. Let's figure it out. And it doesn't feel as big and heavy anymore. Yes, to everything you said. And it's so important, especially in marriage, things can just build up and feel tense and heavy, like you said. And a simple joke, a little laugh, a tickle fight, (laughs) depending on a few things. But we've had a few tickle fights and it has helped so much. Like when we're having a really hard day, especially if there's kids in the picture Mm -hmm. and you're just roughing it. (laughs) We have three kids, four and under. And that's a very exciting, blessed, amazing time of life. But there's definitely days where it's just heavy. It's just a lot. And we're tired and there we can't figure things out. And a simple let go and play, whether it's me gaining up on you with the kiddos and tickling your feet or just infusing some humor into a very 
serious conversation Mm -hmm. and you always want to be respectful and it's important that you're both on the same page with that because you don't ever want it's never mocking it's never making light of someone else's serious emotions or something but rather just trying to find a way for you both to feel lighter another thought that just came to my mind is even when things aren't heavy even when things just feel boring or blah or whatever i think sometimes life just feels maybe monotonous or repetitive or like we just have this schedule that we follow or whatever. I think we all want fun in life. We all want happiness. But like you say on the podcast, happiness is a skill. It's something you have to actively attempt to do. Like super fun, spontaneous excitement doesn't just happen in life. You know what I mean? Like you have to, someone has to create that. And then someone has to say yes to that as well. Oh, well, sorry, which is getting into more. Anyway. She's jumping ahead sorry, here on the principles. Sorry. Accept and build is next. But actually, this is a great segue into accept and build. We've talked a little bit about let go and play. So important. Life is way too serious. And mm-hmm. if we're not careful, marriage gets heavy and serious. And that's that's just not... <laughs> when you look back on the good years of your life, you're usually laughing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not having a good time, then a little bit of let go and play goes a long yes. way. So let go and play, huge help in marriage. And also, I'll just interject this as well. going to gush a little more on my wife here because we had this conversation just the other day. When we first got married, I left one morning. I shaved. I was in a hurry to go to work. And I left my stubbles? Stubble. 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 Okay, singular. <laughs> slash plural. Lots of them. And I'll never forget, this is where you, you'll see Aubrey's Play 3 expertise shine through a little bit. She decided to not let that bother her. She decided to not let it be a big deal. And just from day one, she decided that. And it's so easy for little things like the stubble in the sink or the toothpaste getting closed weird. Actually, with that one, just buy a separate tube of toothpaste. Or how hard I <laughs> slam the door shut. I don't know why I really slam the car door shut. Yeah. Like really loud every time I do that. And, and growing up in my house, <laughs> we just didn't slam the doors. Like my mother would make us go back and close the door quietly. The and car so, door. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, I promise I don't slam all the doors in our house or something like She's that. She's just constantly furious. Just enraged <laughs> all the time. But... But yeah, little things like that. And if you don't choose to let go of those things Mm -hmm. and just play, they will build up and it will cause problems. And so this is an invitation. And again, we're not perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. But when we have chosen to let go, and Aubrey is better at this than I am. And I'm so grateful that she has taught me the importance of letting go of these little annoyances, little frustrations, peeves, whatever you want to call them. Because those can, if you're not careful, cause a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Let go and play. So important. Now, a tip on let go and play, something we have done on hard days where we have just, maybe we've done something, somebody's lost their cool, they made a mistake or whatever, someone's just been really off, we'll try to resolve it the best we can and then we say, let's hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. And that has been a huge blessing. If you get nothing else from this episode, hopefully this concept of just hitting the reset button. So the marriage play in the happiness playbook is some days you're gonna say things you regret. Some days you're going to lose your cool. Some days you're just going to be off. 
Whether mm-hmm. you stayed up late or you didn't get to sleep, you ate something weird and it threw off your emotions, you're going to have those rough days. And it's so important as a married couple that you can come together and just hit that reset button and really start over and just say, you know what, we're going to let that go, mm-hmm. whatever just happened, and we're just going to start fresh. And this is where accept and build comes into play. But did you have any thoughts as I was um, sharing that? Obviously, there there are times and things where you have to go back and address the past in in times of more serious things in your marriage or whatever. But for those daily things that happen, just those, yeah, someone was off, someone did something they didn't actually want to do. Another way to look at the reset button is just a forgive and forget button. Because ultimately, you trying to shame your partner for being off or (laughs) make them pay for that small injustice that just happened won't improve your marriage. And if your goal is to have a healthy, thriving marriage, then just pressing the reset button and moving on is what ultimately you want, as well as, I assume, what you want to be done for you when you're not at your best as well. It's just a nice reciprocal gift to each other. Please join us for part two, where we continue the amazing conversation about play theory in relationships and marriage. Catch you next week.